This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Sammy Hagar on Rock 102. Do I really even need to tell you the forecast at this point? Sunny and beautiful? Uh, no. Snow squalls? Uh-uh. Microbursts? Uh, possibly. Cloudy early with peaks of sunshine today and the chance of a stray shower or thunderstorm. And a high of only 76. Tomorrow, partly cloudy in the morning, but mostly cloudy in the afternoon with rain and a high of 75. Looked Sounds like we might get out of it yesterday, but nope. No. Oh, uh, no. No. Nope. Hardly. It uh, it poured. As, uh, as bleak as that sounds, imagine having $1,000 in your pocket. We'll give away the, uh, the summer stimulus keyword of the day around 7.50 this morning. Maybe that'll... Maybe that'll put a smile on your face. Uh, it wouldn't work for me. No, I know it wouldn't for you, but I was actually speaking directly to the audience. I see. And well, not so much to you. I mean, I realize there's only... I only got so much I can do for you. Uh-huh. It's Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true icons. Woo! Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Skinnerd on Rock 102. Uh, rain. Uh, rain this afternoon and rain again tomorrow. Uh, today's high 76, tomorrow 75. It's 66 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop into some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagel of Rock 102. Oh, there you go. I couldn't hear myself for a second. We could hear you. You could? Yeah, loud and clear. Well, here I am. Kelly Clarkson has to pay her ex-husband $200,000 a month in spousal and child support. And that's whether it's May or February. Doesn't matter the month. She makes $1.5 million per month. Doing what? uh, That's what I'd like to know about it. $1.5 This was uh, one of those... um, America's Got Talent no, type. She was the yeah. first American Idol winner, and now she's got her own talk show. With a jeez, and, oh, and again, Tempest Bledsoe sits in a room somewhere, wondering why she's not working. She well, has Tempest Bledsoe hasn't had her talk show in twenty five years. Nevertheless, and yet you're still holding on to that mm-hmm. like grim death. She'll be back. She's just waiting for her time. Again, John, hope is just delayed disappointment, so <laughs> yeah, well, don't keep crossing me. your fingers for that one. Bob Odenkirk collapsed on the New Mexico set of Better Call Saul yesterday. He was hospitalized, but there's no word on his condition. That's so not going to be good for business. That's, that's not going to be good for anybody. anybody. Uh, yeah, that's all the information we have. I didn't yeah. realize they were still doing episodes. Yeah. I thought that uh, series was resolved. Yeah, I you know I never followed. I never I never got into it. Really, it's I, actually really good. I dropped out. I forget how far I went in, but I'm out. Once you once you're in it for a couple of seasons, every it it just ties everything together with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Just everything starts to make a whole lot more sense. Uh, two big deaths in the world of metal this week: former Slipknot drummer Joey Jordison and metal church singer Mike Howe both died on Monday. In both cases, the cause of death is still unknown. You're a big fan of those bands, right, John? Uh, I wouldn't have even known the names if I wasn't watching this um, uh, Woodstock 99 special documentary. You're still not sure you know the names. No, I still so, don't. So is Jackie Mason the third death then? 
Uh, that make the three, or do you need three metal people and no, no comedians? No, three, three famous people. Yeah, that was that was sad about uh, Jackie Mason too. I yeah, was it was really upset about that. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis don't bathe very often, and they also don't make their children bathe either. Ashton says, "Quote: oh, Well, if I see dirt on them, I guess I'll clean them. Otherwise, there's really no point. No point. Mm. He sees no point. What yeah, is, what is, what's, not, what's the purpose of hygiene anyway? What does not often mean? He didn't elaborate on what that was. Uh-huh. They were on uh, Dax Shepard's podcast, which uh-huh. I didn't even know Dax Shepard had a podcast. Oh, yeah, no, he does. He does. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how often. I mean, is it like once a week, once a month? Well, Ashton look, usually looks pretty grungy to begin with. Uh, yeah, Mila doesn't. No, she's, she looks as, uh, as clean as anybody. I bet you she secretly bathes without him. He's, Probably. She just is like, I don't want to deal with him. Uh, Matt Damon has forsaken the New England Patriots in favor of Tom Brady. He said, quote, listen, I love that guy. I make no apologies. Go Bucks." Oh, you SOB, Matt Damon. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's that's turning your back on your roots. I don't like that at all. Doesn't surprise me. Never liked that guy. Never trusted him. Matt yeah, Damon? I, yeah. Or Tom Brady? And Matt Damon, of course. Yeah, I could never stand him. Yeah. Very most untrustworthy celebrity I've ever Horribly uh, untrustworthy. Dwayne Johnson's films have been ranked from best to worst. The three best are? Uh, I can't even name three of his films. Moana? Mm. The Fast and the Furious movies mm. and Rampage. Oh wait a minute! You, you you put a whole series of movies into the top three? What, what like different types of movies? Well, shouldn't you pick which Fast and Furious exactly. movies are on the top three? That's what I mean. You I can't just that, say, "Well, the holes." What are they up to now? Forty-seven? Uh, Sixty-two. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. You really can't. You have to pick one of them. Yeah. Of course. Oh, and the fa- all the Fast and Furious movies he was so good in. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're like yeah. saying like the best you know, Sean Connery movies, number two, are all those James Bond films. Yeah, right. You can't do that. No. The uh, three worst are Snitch, Doom, and Southland Tales. Oh, and those uh, uh, Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, those are really good. <laughs> well, some, really of them. Good yeah. some of them. Some of them. The uh, New York Homecoming concert in Central Park will now require proof of vaccination, but masks will be optional. Some added performers include The Killers, Elvis Costello, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow! Journey, Carlos Santana, and LL Cool J. Damn. Barry Uh, seems a little out of place in that lineup. Well, I mean, Elvis Costello, uh, you're kind of getting... Yeah, it's a little weird, too. Uh, But... Earth, Wind, and Fire? I don't know. There's something weird going on with Elvis Costello. He just re-recorded one of his old albums completely in Spanish. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Why? So that Spanish-speaking people people can understand what he's saying. Is a lot of that just like re-recording the songs to keep the copyrights? Is that how... I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. It's one of his earlier records, but it's all in Spanish. Because I couldn't believe that Taylor Swift just did that. For an album that came out only maybe 12 years ago, she had to re-record all those songs in order to keep the copyright uh, or the writing credits or something. How, how is it, though, if you're doing it in another language, it doesn't seem likely that the words are going to rhyme. What is Copacabana in Spanish? Uh, the cop came. <laughs> I don't, the cops at the house. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, I, how, if it's in another language, it's not likely going it's, to rhyme. It's For him, 
a lot of his songs don't rhyme. It's mm. just the meter of the words yeah. that he uses. Uh, Paris Hilton is denying a rumor that she's pregnant. She says she's not having kids until after she gets married next year, partly because her dress is being made now, and she has to make sure that it still fits. So right. stop saying that she's pregnant. She's, It's just a little bump. I haven't said it once yet. Well, I knew you were thinking it. No, yeah. actually, I, I wasn't. A uh, 2016 interview has resurfaced where J-Lo said what she thought of Ben Affleck's massive back tattoo. Quote, it's awful. And I, I would tell him that. What are you doing? It has too many colors. <laughs> she would tell him that? Yeah. Isn't she with him? Yeah, but this is an old interview. Yeah, the old interview. Oh, 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 oh. It's from 2016. Oh. So. Yeah, back when she wasn't with him. Yeah. That we know about. She uh she just likes to stick with the same guys again and again, huh? She just goes back, back to and ones. forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine a, people doing that. She's a flip flopper. Mm-hmm. What she is, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Raising money for kids is as easy as one, two, three. Now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Grills, 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 Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Yesterday, as you might recall, we spent a little bit of time talking about Simone Biles dropping out of the team gymnastics competition at the Olympics for what was being described at the time as either a physical injury or due to some sort of mental issue. And as you may know, the other women on the team went on to win the silver medal as she sat on the sidelines cheering her teammates on. This morning, we're learning that Simone Biles is now backed out of the individual competition as well. So what gives with Simone Biles? Well, it's like this. This is a young woman who, at 24 years old, has already won four Olympic gold medals. She's won events at the World Championships 19 times, making her only the sixth woman in history to win gold medals in both events. And here she is in Tokyo, amidst all of its issues, expected to win one more gold medal in her second straight Olympic Games. For some people, they can handle that sort of pressure. For others, especially those who have already proven their point, what really is the point of proving it? Again. Perhaps being the overwhelming favorite on an international scale comes at a tremendous cost. And frankly, sometimes it takes more courage to step aside and say, hey, you know what? I need to be mentally healthy more than I need another medal. And for that, I think she made the right choice. Take it from me. Greatness sucks. I wouldn't wish reverence or adulation upon anybody. Who needs those sorts of expectations in their lives? I'm certainly up to here with it all. I can only imagine the sort of nonsense that Simone Biles has to deal with every single day of her young life. Thankfully, I work in an industry and in a town that sets a very low bar when it comes to their own expectations. That's why I'm able to shelter some of my greatness while still keeping mentally fit at all times. Simone Biles, on the other hand, doesn't always have that option, and that's why I think she should be applauded for taking care of herself first, which might be the most impressive achievement of her life because there are too many people in the world who don't and if Simone Biles teaches us anything it's that gold medals are worthless if they cost you your mental well-being it's just not worth the price but hey you never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware you know there's a lot of fancy gas grills out there but the New York Times top two grilling picks are Weber gas grills build right priced right you don't need to get a fancy grill get yourself a Weber and the best deals on gas grills right now Come from your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Eleven.
and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Uh, just like pretty much the last 27 days have been, uh, peaks of sunshine, lots of clouds, and probably rain. That's, uh, that's for today. Tomorrow, even worse. So you got that going for you. 66 right now in downtown Springfield. 7.50 this morning. We'll give you the next keyword of the day for the Rockwood 2 summer stimulus. It could be worth $1,000. So I know uh, I can't moonwalk. Uh, never really been able to, to do that. In fact, uh, I have to be very careful just trying to walk backwards. But uh, it looks like we're all moving backwards as far as uh, the pandemic is concerned. Uh, the CDC is recommending people wear masks again indoors, even if you're vaccinated. So that is a big step backwards. Well, this really shouldn't come as too much of a surprise to people when uh, when you consider all you know the large population that have not bothered to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you have enough people getting it, this was always a threat. Yeah, and, and, and you know, listen. If if the if the worst we have to do is wear masks again to 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 eradicate this, then fine. I'll wear a mask. But for those of you who are refusing to get you know vaccinated, you're seeing this reemerge because you're refusing to get vaccinated. And I know it's politically correct to say I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but uh, you know what? I don't want anybody to die from it, but I don't know that I'm so hesitant to not wish it on people. Because how many times do you hear on the news every night about another unvaccinated person who gets it and then immediately says, I should have gotten the vaccine? All right. Well, if that's what it takes for you to get the vaccine is to get the crap scared out of you without you having to be hooked up to a respirator, without having to, you know, be given your last rights or something like that, then fine. Well, Fine. When I say I don't wish it on anybody, it's not out of political correctness. It's really about out of some level of compassion, even for those who, for whatever reason, are too boneheaded to to do it. I'm losing a little bit more of that compassion every day. Yeah, we'll see. Being I'm- immune compromised, looking at the possibility of maybe having to go back home again. No, I'm not. I'm not being compassionate anymore. If you're refusing to get this thing. In particular, because you believe some of the things out there that have been proven to not be true, no compassion. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because like uh, the president is now considering whether or not there should be a mandate on federal employees. I'm of, considering of whether there ought to be a mandate on the citizens of this country. Well, see, that's that's the thing. I mean, you if you apply it to to federal employees, you know, what's to prevent uh, another employer from imposing it upon their employees and they can all do it anyway i know but again there is still people have the constitutional right to be stupid but um they don't you know you're as it was described to me by my own doctor because you know i had a couple of uh you know medical issues that i had to ask you know am i you know, am, would I be in danger of catching this, and would I in, be in danger of getting it really, really bad? Well, of course. You know, I'm not exactly the thinnest guy in the world, plus other things. And I'm like, should I get this? And his answer, I think, just makes all the sense in the world. We, under more normal circumstances, he said he wouldn't recommend taking a vaccine that hadn't been fully vetted and, and uh, investigated. He's, but he said, 
it's the only thing that we have to fight this. And he said, frankly, it's winning. So unless we take it seriously and get the vaccination, we're never going to put this thing to rest ever. And that's just a fact. We've well, se- we've seen it uh, time and time again, not just in this country, but other countries where vaccination rates are substantially low. You look at what's going on in Japan. They haven't been able to crack more than 10, 12 percent of their population. Good thing we're not having like the Olympics there or e- something. Exactly. It's But, you know, <laughs> but they're seeing their surges happen as well with different variants. We talked about this last week. What what are the ones that are with the exception of of the, those uh, religious or uh, those religious exemptions? What are the ones that kids have to have in order to be able to go to school, public schools? Well, there's uh, there's diphtheria, there's smallpox. Yeah. Uh, so there are a handful of them. There are a handful of them that you you need to get your kid vaccinated before they're allowed into a into a public school. Yeah. The private schools may be slightly different. If you homeschool your kid, obviously uh, you're not under the same uh, you're you're not under the same rules. But nevertheless, most people get their kids vaccinated. And, and so I'm just wondering. I mean, what would be necessary? Because I think it might be. What would be necessary for the federal government to say? These are now mandatory. They're mandated. You must have these. You must have a, an ID card that shows that you have it. And if you're asked for your ID card, you have to present it. Obviously, it won't go over well. It won't go over but well. But you know what? Neither is the death of a loved one. You know, I mean, it, it's impossible to argue against that because, and, and people try. You know, I'm not going to let the government you know, dictate to me what I can and cannot do. Really? When's really? the last time you went into a store with no shoes or shirts and <laughs> have, got service? Have you read the laws? Yeah. There's yeah. all kinds of things that you can and cannot do. Listen, my kids have been vaccinated. I've been vaccinated. My wife has been vaccinated. My parents uh, and, and uh, my sister and, and her uh, and all my in-laws, they have been vaccinated. I know very few people that are flat out refusing it. And the argument of refusal it just becomes smaller and smaller the deeper we get into another phase mm-hmm. of this mess and mm-hmm. and you schools are about to start within the next uh, you know you know 4 weeks they're already talking about you know requiring or advising you know K through 12 teachers and students to wear masks the lead story on the news this morning is, is that the biggest teachers union is in support of it well you know what the the teachers union should have been in more support of their teachers anyway. What the, a lot of those teachers had to go through in the last year and a half to teach these kids has been pretty remarkable because you know it, it requires a division of their of their attention. It takes away a lot uh, from what they're trying to teach. And for some kids, they can handle being in class, or they can't handle being out of class. And it's like you know, there's a there's a there's been a massive cost in education as a result of this. So why wouldn't you tell everybody, take this seriously, get uh, you know, get the mask when your kids are eligible for the vaccination, make sure they get it. There's a is that the, is that the same person on top and bottom? I don't I don't know if it's the same person, yeah. but it's still funny nonetheless. Yeah. There's a picture Steve sent. To, there's a woman wearing a T-shirt that says "Unvaccinated is the new sexy," and she's <laughs> oh probably in her seventies. And then directly below that is the photo of a female on a respirator lying in a hospital bed 
It says, yo, man, check out the tracheotomy on that. Ain't that hot and sexy? <laughs> so hot. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's respirator yeah. hot right there. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know what to say. I've just gone through five years of being told, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about him. Don't talk about the ideas that he has. Well, that's exactly why we're where we are right now with a lot of people who are believing a lot of the things that they've been getting told over the past year about the vaccine. Yeah, but that the only makes- one that I agree with is that we don't know long-term side effects. See, but that's, that's it. But that's it. I, I can't pin it all on the previous president. I, you know, to me, this is still individual decision. And, you know, people are making their own choice. Some idiots are going to be guided by what they hear and what they read. But ultimately, it's, you know, you have a certain level of free will in getting this. Um, yeah, and if but you choose your free not will to, is based on your your education, your knowledge, your education, your what you're told by people you believe. I agree. And there are some people that I know that, that are you know, well-educated and, and are intelligent and are still not getting it. Now, there mm-hmm. may be other issues that prevent them from getting it, other, comp- you know, compromised uh, situations health-wise that say, you know, maybe this might not be a good idea for me. But you're exposed no matter what. And you're not only that, you're not only exposed, you're also likely to expose others as a result of you not getting this. So why do you want that burden on your shoulders knowing that you could infect somebody else or infect yourself. I don't. I don't really understand that. I waited so long for the for the outdoor dining to begin. As I and, and God knows it began earlier this year than it ever has before. The idea now that when it gets cold again, the or or even before that, the, the idea that you know we've restarted concerts, we've restarted crowds indoors to be able to be entertained, to go places, whether it's movies or shows or what have you. To have to go backwards now again and 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 stop doing all that or make all those things stop happening, it's just because of this reason. I mean, it was one thing a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we didn't know better. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I would have no problem tomorrow with the government handing down a mandate and saying, everybody's got to have this. Everybody's got to have some way to prove they have it. And you got to show it if you're asked for it. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. One of the coolest products from Xfinity is the Xfinity Vo- 626 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Ugh, I was just watching the weather on uh, 22. And Kelly Clarkson gave the... Um, Who? Uh, the weather girl on... Uh, Kelly Reardon. Oh, what did I say? Clarkson. Oh, oh, yeah, well... There's, yeah. I mean, there's a world of difference between uh, Kelly Clarkson and Kelly Reardon. Well, I, I think the weird thing was is that she did the weather, and then they went into commercials, and the first commercial had Kelly Clarkson. So I, I just... Uh, I got the names I, mixed I, up. I, I don't ever want to hear you, miss, you know, mix those two up again. The average rainfall for July is 4.10 inches. We got that yesterday afternoon. That's barely over four inches. This July so far, and it's only the 28th. There's 31 days in July. <laughs> I have to do that little story in my I, head every time. I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we still have three days left. For this July so far, we have 12.48 inches. I just that is you- a surplus of eight. Point three eight inches. Now it's an extraordinary amount of rain. I think we can all agree to that. But 
Don't they say that in the wintertime, for every inch of rain, that would be the same as a foot of snow? I don't know if that's the equation, but certainly it would be more snow than it is rain. So try to imagine if this were, say, January. Yeah. What, and what we had this would three look times like. more than average. Yeah, what that yeah. would look like. No, thank yeah. you. I'd, if it, you know, given a choice between uh, a lot of snow in January and a lot of rain in July, I, I would take the rain. And, and it, it was just, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those deals. I don't even remember anymore what I was saying yesterday for the weather for tomorrow, which was yesterday, um, because. I don't think there was, I think it was another one of those chance of a shower or thunderstorm. Yeah, that's what you said. And, and, and then, instead it was a monsoon. Yeah. So people that had uh, uh, golf tournaments or uh, soccer games or, or. Or grills being lit. Yeah. Well, it, it just, man, it's tiring. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Baxson O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Actually, I just got this uh, as breaking news. Uh, President Joe Biden has announced that he will give a free bottle of Bud Light to anyone who gets a vaccine. Uh, And then immediately after that, not to be outdone, the president uh, of Mexico, President Obrador, has announced that he will give a bottle of Corona to anyone who gets a vaccine. And then right after that, the president of Ireland, I believe his name is Higgins, announced that he would give a bottle of water to everyone who got the vaccine. Water? Water. So then uh, Biden and uh, Obrador are confused and they call the Irish president and they go, hey, uh, you know, we kind of expected you were going to give out a free Guinness being from Ireland and all. And the Irish president goes, well, if you guys aren't giving out beer, I'm not either. <laughs> you see, he's saying that Bud Light and Corona's not real beer. <laughs> Booyah! We're back to O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Thousands of Western Massachusetts residents were without power uh, Tuesday uh, evening. That's not right. Well, it could be. As severe thunderstorms move through the area, power has since been restored for most of the area. Uh, Actually, they were showing a map, Steve, uh, on 22 a little while ago, and there were really only two areas that showed they did not have power, and one of them was Russell. Really? Yeah. Who's this Russell fellow? What happened to his power? I don't know. Did you uh, you have power? Uh, I had power this morning, but I, we're not on the I don't think, I think they're on a different, uh, a different grid. Different cord? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there's only like two hamsters running that substation. <laughs> yeah, right. substation yeah. You know, they have a different outlet. But uh, yeah, heavy uh, winds and rains yeah, all through the uh, you know the Amherst Sunderland area. Sitting outside uh, having some drinks last night at the uh, the tap room in uh, Wilbraham, and and I specifically chose a table right at the edge of uh of the patio and uh and then all of a sudden one of the other people who was coming to join us says uh are you guys still there and i go yeah he goes how he said i'm 300 yards away and it's absolutely pouring (laughs) and within a second we had to move to a table more in the center of the patio i was i was grilling last night right and uh you know 
you know, watching the clouds, kind of watching the, 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 the sky get a little dark. Just as I pull everything off the grill and and close the door behind me, I'm inside. Mm. That's when it uh, it starts is, to dump. Isn't that the worst? It's the because you're worried. I you know I worry about ruining dinner. Yeah, that's the biggest concern I would have. But I would say the worst is when you don't get inside before it happens. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, you're kind of uh, you're 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 it's a race against time. You don't have an umbrella, patio umbrella. I don't have my grill on the patio. Oh, oh, oh. I have it uh, beyond. I don't even have a patio. I have a deck. I have it beyond the deck. So. Uh, you don't have a beyond the deck umbrella? No, I don't. I've got a uh, and uh, a retractable awning, but mm. that doesn't help me over the grill. Yeah. I don't like to have something that's got fire on the on my uh, on my deck. You don't have a patio? No, what I don't have a patio. What, what kind of dump are you living? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have a, you have a yeah. deck? You don't want you don't want to have a grill on your deck because no, of don't. fire? I don't. Well, that's that's kooky talk. No, it's not kooky talk. I just want to uh, preserve the integrity of my deck. The integrity of your deck. Please. I don't really need hey, hey, your hey, your hurtful bar. Well, you're getting them for free. Well, Consider it a bargain. Hey, gee, thanks. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. Get a load of this. I deck. know, right? Yeah. I don't want to put a fire on my deck. Listen, there's nothing worse than wet kebabs. I don't like my kebab to get wet. I have a I have a I have a deck. I have a patio umbrella. I put the patio umbrella. Sometimes I'll pull the grill right to the edge, so I'm actually still standing in the house grilling. But if not, I'll, I'll pull oh, the- Oh, you uh, mean Brad Delp yes. style. No, no, not, not the bathroom. Yeah. I haven't put one in the bathroom yet. Uh, oh, I know that you're yeah, not on yeah, the crapper yeah. holding, holding your tongs no, out no, the window. No, it's more than a feeling. Uh, plenty of potential candidates have taken out nomination papers to run for this fall's election in Chicopee, but they have been slow to return completed papers that will allow them to appear on the ballot. Uh, the deadline to take out nomination papers for the election is this Friday to appear on the ballot. Candidates must return their papers by August 3rd with proper number of signatures from registered voters, which ranges from 50 to 250, depending on the position. Candidates uh, return the papers to the registrar of voters. I'm just telling you how to do this, by mm-hmm. the way. And then it'll be placed on the ballot. Uh, the uh, registrar of voters said so far people have been slow to return those. Well, I would imagine they are slow to be going around uh, the wards knocking on doors and asking for signatures. I just saw a headline in USA Today this morning that said something like, uh, pandemic even has Jehovah's Witnesses changing their routines. Uh, I I presume that must mean they're going door-to-door less um, with their proselytizing. But if you're a candidate for office... and and we're having a spike again in the coronavirus. Do you either want to be knocking on doors or standing in front of a grocery store? I would, I would asking uh, people for signatures. I might take like a long six foot stick and knock on the door that way, and maybe you know talk from a six foot distance. Yeah, but you need a pen and a different pen for every house. You ever see those little uh, those little uh, those little grabbers that mm-hmm. the elderly use? Yeah. Why couldn't you use one of those? Where you gonna Where you gonna have all the pens in your pocket? Listen, uh, you have one cup for uh, clean pens, and then one cup for uh, pens that yeah. need to be disinfected, you and know, that's how you do it. You know, I've seen that before in restaurants. You know, when what, you're picking what? up takeout, the clean pen bucket yeah, yeah. and the dirty pen bucket, yeah. you ain't fooling anybody. How do I know you're not just putting those pens back in the clean ones, saying they're they. all clean? I think they lick, they I think they lick them clean, don't they? It's it, well, again, you know, it's this is really not a surface-based uh, germ yeah. try, thing. Try telling that to the restaurants that have still got two cups of pens. Yeah. 
so yeah, if you want to uh, take out nomination papers, you can. What about that uh, that Galecki kid? He's probably that uh, up and comer. No, it, it's in that article. Isn't he? Isn't he the one who's not running? Yeah, I believe he's the in and outer. Oh, he's finally not. See, I didn't see that part. Uh, but I might have the wrong name. I thought that was him. Uh, I had it a little while ago. Well, either way. Uh, the police in Ludlow made 30 arrests, including one domestic assault-related arrest, within 16 days. That was the big headline this morning. That they did what? That they arrested uh, 30 people within 16 days. That's almost two a day. Yeah. that's uh, They're doing well. According to their news release sent to uh, 22 News from the Ludlow Police Department, the police responded to 822 calls for service from July 2nd to July 17th. Officers arrested 30 individuals, including uh, summons and warrants arrest, one domestic assault-related arrest, and one arrest for protective custody. That's a pretty good track record. Yeah. It's a, bu- it's a busy town. Well, you got to keep doing it. You know? I mean, is, that, is a busy town in terms of there's a lot of crime or that the cops of, are just arrest anxious? No. That's, I don't even know what that meant. I don't know what it means either. It, you know, they put out the statistics, but it's like, okay, is this an increase from two years ago or something? Or a know. year ago before the pandemic? I mean, eight, 800 and how many service calls? 22. 822 in a two-week period. That's uh, that's pretty busy. Yeah, but at least you're getting your tax dollar money worth out of it, right? <laughs> well, if you're, if you're one of the 822 people, you are. True. Visitors to the town of Montague may soon have a unique way to learn more about the community's history. The Montague Select Board has approved applying for a Mass Humanities grant, which, if awarded, which would establish a new system which would include an audio component for people touring the area. We should be the voices for this. For Montague? For the Montague self-guided tour. I think we should do it for every city in town yeah. that uh, wants to have a guided tour. It would be accessed through cell phones and would feature narratives and historical information about the area. The grant awards are expected to be announced in late September. I think that would be a fantastic idea. I've always thought of it. Every time I read of a, of a place that has um, like tours where you walk yourself through by listening to something, I've always wanted to get one of those voiceover jobs well have you ever talked to anybody about uh, it or n- no made it known that you're interested no it's the first time i've said it yeah but we could do we could uh do a map uh, of the city of springfield for example and do like the skewed history version uh, like our version of the mm-hmm. history of springfield right here's where uh here's where that hooker sting happened and uh over yeah. here is uh, the house of Stuart Weldon, and who you- <laughs> used to have people stop at the house every now and then. You might want to turn around and get back on the road <laughs> yeah. in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. don't go here. Yeah. You don't want to be here. And over here we have uh, Nathan Bills. And, oh, look, there's a police officer here we can talk to. <laughs> 12 Run! The uh, number of COVID-19 cases continues to rise in the state. The uh, Mass Department of Public Health reports 657 new cases and 12 deaths from the virus in the last day. This is the CDC issues new guidelines which recommend that fully vaccinated people once again wear face coverings inside buildings or in areas where social distancing options are limited. Here we are again sitting three and a half feet away from each other, facing each other, talking uh, for a living. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how backwards we're going to end up going with this. 
Yeah, um, I think you're going to have a hard time getting people to do it again. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge if you want people to wear face coverings. Well, well I mean, they'll do it uh, you know begrudgingly, but if if it's a matter of you know getting beyond it or continuing to do this little you know tap dance around it, where we're, all of a sudden we're seeing you know one you know one new variant coming up every three weeks. That, you know, wear your mask. Well, and it's not so much the individual things. I mean, we, you know, we just spent 15 minutes talking about that. The the other stuff, you know, the businesses that have now taken down their plexiglass, have taken, uh, taken out all of the signs and arrows that pointed you in certain directions and reconfigured their operations so that they would be uh, in compliance – and have gone back to the way it was before, now have to go back again. I hope you didn't throw away all that plexiglass. That'd be a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we keep it for the side. We keep we keep it in the back room back there. Well, yeah. I mean, for us, we, we need it anyway just to, to float down the hallways in the basement. <laughs> but... Um, and it's, it's a good respirator mask yeah. to keep you from getting mold poisoning. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a guy in Russia walked into a sex shop on Saturday and tried to rob the place. He uh, pulled out a small knife and told the cashier to give him the money in the register. But instead, she reached under the counter and pulled out an 18-inch flesh-colored sex toy and started beating him over the head with it. You got a mushroom stamps on the side of your face, boy! <laughs> There's security footage of the whole thing that has not uh, been verified by police yet. But He tried does. to rob a sex shop and she beat him off? Yes. Jeez, man. But it does look real. So, But, you know, with the day and age and the fake videos, who knows? Mm -hmm. She ended up chasing him through the store and out the front entrance. It's not clear if the police tracked him down. But good for her. Yeah, I I suppose. I, I'm kind of curious as to why the 18-inch sex toy was kept right behind the counter. Well, I mean, I, I'm... They usually have like a glass case, right? Uh, yeah, but this sounds more like it's uh, this is the everyday eighteen-inch sex toy. Oh, I no. think the everyday stuff is out there on the floor, and the stuff behind the counter is the stuff that uh, you know you got to ask for specifically. Me want dildo that looks like moose, not squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a moose yeah. dildo, right on your noggin. That doesn't sound like it's very comfortable. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, uh, rain showers throughout the day and a high of 75. It is 65 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Jennifer Jock. Uh, ended up having uh, a mental breakdown and, and having to deal with that. And, you know, I, I just... First of all, obviously, I can't imagine what it's like to be an Olympian. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be that young and be on the other side of the world without your support system, mm -hmm. without your family, without anybody that, that you can bring other than your teammates who are going through the same thing you're going through. Um, it, it's just – and then I saw a headline this morning. Uh, I forgot who it was from. On the, on the Drudge Report that said uh, mental health issues are health issues. You know, people, some people just don't get that. There's still this stigma around mental health issues that, that unfortunately makes some people afraid to even get 
treatment in some cases or, or admit they're having a problem. And then, you know, in other cases, you have ignorant people who believe that a mental health issue is somehow different than a physical health issue. So I did this in my view from the couch earlier this morning. The thing about uh, Simone Biles, and we talk about her specifically. So she's going into these Olympics, and she is the she was the expected uh, gold winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, she was expected to kind of you know you know wipe the slate, wipe the floor with everybody, and win more gold medals. She's 24 years old, but by the age of 24, she has already won four Olympic gold medals, and she's already won world championship gold medals 19 times. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles has got nothing to prove to nobody. No. And to impose all of this pressure to be the, you know, to be the uh, expected winner again. Which by itself, that very title is pressure. It's an enormous amount of pressure. To, to be called the expected winner. We expect her to sweep up the floor with the... That's pressure by itself. You're, you're not only talking about the pressure from uh, the U.S. Uh, Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. her team, her coaches, her sponsors, her family, her friends, but it comes from herself. What she has done, I think, is maybe her greatest achievement because she is basically saying, you know, winning all this stuff is great. But if it comes at a cost of my mental health, mm-hmm. then what good is another gold medal to me? Mm. I've already got everything I've ever sought in my life. I don't need a fifth gold medal no. to prove my legacy or to, to prove how great I am. She's already in the Olympics as one of the greatest of all time. And my guess is she's already, as young as she is, she's already set financially for the rest of her life. Of course. She's going to have endorsement deals. She's going to have enough money to never have to get on a on a mat or or an Olympic uh, or, or rather a gymnastic floor again, right? And what she's done, and you hinted on this uh, bef- just a, a second ago, is that she has basically decided that you know for all the physical things that the body goes through to get to that level, the mental aspect of her athleticism is just as important, if not more important. And there are plenty of people that don't take their mental health seriously enough or assume that, uh, you know, they're either embarrassed to get help or, you know, they're they're You know, they, they don't need the help. But the people that actually get the help are the ones that understand a little bit more about mental health than those who just refuse to accept the fact that at, at some point in every human being's life, you suffer from a mental health problem, whether it's. De- uh, depression or something more severe or something, uh, you know, and, and depression can be severe. But, I mean, there's lots of different mental health conditions that people can have throughout the course of their lives to have this kind of pressure on a 24-year-old woman who has already cemented her place in history. It's just too much. And and you know what? She did the right thing by backing out of, of the, uh, the team competition, and now we're learning uh, this morning that she's backed out of the individual competition. Good for her for doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there, like we said, there is that stigma. It does force some people sometimes to not want to either seek help or talk about the help that they did seek, whether it was voluntarily or involuntarily, or, or you know, started out one way and became another way. Um I've I've had no 
problems talking about the fact that I've been taking antidepressants for years. And for, frankly, I'm not so sure that they work. And there's new things that are constantly coming out. And that's the other thing. You know, when you have, if you have a problem and you know you do and you want to get help, then you've got to hope that you're going to the right places and the right people to be able to get the right help. And there are others who are just simply, for whatever reason, either drug resistant or mentally resistant yeah, but, but to you, treatment you know like a lot of other people that you know, a pill is not is isn't uh, isn't magic i mean there, well, it takes actual work to get through some of the things that put you into that position in the first place it's not well, just it's it's not a panacea the pill is not the thing unto itself that that uh, that cures mental illness it, well it takes a, a, a commitment to the process yeah, of well, getting beyond it but, you know, one pill makes you happy. And one pill makes you small. And uh, and uh, the ones that mother gives you, uh, they don't do nothing. At all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 point, the, the bigger point is there's a lot of people that don't acknowledge the fact that mental illness is something that is consuming them. They're, you know, the... They'll do everything they can to deny the fact that uh, they're suffering their depression or suppress the fact that uh, that they are suffering from from uh, from a condition. But, you know, to receive help and to acknowledge the fact that I have to start taking care of this is an important step in getting beyond it. And Simone Biles is basically saying, I need to focus on this because in two more weeks, the Olympics are over. Then what do I do? Yeah. Because if I'm not healthy now, I'm not going to be particularly healthy when it's all over. And it's not to say that uh, if you're if you're on an Olympic uh, team and you're not the one considered to be the one who's going to win every competition you're in, there's still just as much pressure on all these other girls. I mean, it's nice to hear about the Simone Biles, the Katie Ledeckis, the Michael Phelpses, the you know the big names, the people who come out of the Olympics with with big endorsement deals and and interviews everywhere. But every member of these teams is, again, particularly an Olympics during a pandemic, particularly an Olympics that's been postponed for a year. You know, I mean, these people, these people, I would have to say, went into it at a higher mental deficit than the average Olympian does go into the games. It's just there was there was just so much going on already before this started. Yeah, and then to uh, to add all of that and uh, you know any individual pressure that you're putting upon yourself mm -hmm. to compete at that level. I mean, you, know, you think about what it takes to even get there. You know, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of Olympic athletes that don't do anything more than come in dead last in their competition. Right. You know, yeah. and, and the pressure to have gotten to have made the team is enormous. Well, imagine what it's like to have everybody relying on you to win a team sport, to win yeah. a team competition, and then still be required to go and perform individually after that's done. We don't know that there's not some really stressed out badminton player who's uh, trying to decide whether or not they're going to be able to compete today. Because you know what? Badminton is just as important as gymnastics. Well, it doesn't have the same uh, excitement and thrill. Uh, uh, to, have you to, ever seen a professional badminton game or an Olympic one? I've played enough badminton in my uh, in Minton. my played enough bad. My my T's are silent. It's an N. Uh, whatever. Uh, I've played enough to know. You know, like a you know 
family barbecues that mm. it it can be a cutthroat uh, competition. You sure sure it could. Oh yeah, I, I mean it was, it's a duel to the death. It's just it took me sixty one years for some reason to realize it's not badminton. I I didn't uh, I didn't know that well. it is in fact M I N. T-O-N. But you know what? Even in your mispronunciation, everybody knows what you're already talking about, so you don't have to be a stickler for getting, for getting it right. And it's badminton, and I'm going to play with a birdie or shuttlecock. Yeah, and what other people also don't realize, there's three T's in shuttlecock. <clears throat> there's not. There's only That's two. That's something I bet you didn't expect. I didn't expect that because it's uh, wrong. I don't know about that. It's six twenty uh, seven twenty one with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one oh two. Raising money for kids is it It's seven twenty five with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one oh two. You know, if you miss a Bax and O'Brien show, it's no big deal. Go to Baxnobrien.com and you can uh, download the daily podcast. Now, there are some people today who are complaining that the our stream appear, appears to be down. You miss the show, it'll be available later. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. All brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. And check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Colin Molding from XTC. Again, all of it available on BaxandO'Brien.com. So big announcements on uh, Mass Live this morning. Uh, Carrot Top coming to uh, the MGM. I'm trying to find the article again. Here it is. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's that's, uh, uh, Helen Colton Harris. Uh, It's uh, Carrot Top is coming. Fantastic. You know, he uh, crowds do love him. He, uh, you know, his props are some of the best props of the prop comic business. We, of course, we already have one. We already have the uh, the Carrot Top Nun. No, that's uh, Sister Carrot That's uh, not Carrot Top. Are you, are you sure about she that? She doesn't use props. She's not a prop nun. By the way. She is a beloved institution in this town. Uh, for some reason, the article in uh, Mass Live points out that Scott Carrot Top Thompson has been uh, making audiences around the world, has been making audiences around the world since his debut on Star Search. Making He's them been, laugh, perhaps? Not, and it just says making them. Mm. I didn't realize he was a craftsman. Um, <laughs> or drawing audiences? Would that, that, could, could that be? Uh, that would have been. Something was omitted there. There's a word missing there, but uh, I didn't know it was Scott Thompson either. But, yeah, he uh, wasn't born with the name. Well, Caraton. no, but and and nobody ever bothered to say, "Hey, what's your real name?" Because we don't want to just call you Caratop. Now, is he coming to the uh, the Roar Comedy Club? No, or are they, the uh, Araya Ballroom, uh, Saturday, October 9th, eight p.m. Tickets go on sale uh, Friday. Hmm. Friday at 10 a.m. Because because uh, comedy's coming back to Roar, too. So uh, yeah, so I'm gonna good. be kind of interested to see how that goes. Just like, you know, the concerts out on the plaza are now local bands. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're not going to have national acts. There are the billboard does say that the uh, <clears throat> the uh, who's the uh, boys to men is coming, right? Um, but you know the 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 courtyard is uh, is local bands. Well, they're going to work that their so, way. Up, they're going to work their way up to that. Because well, but that's what I wonder of, if the Uriah Ballroom is going to be for the national acts now, and Roar will be a local comedy club. Um, no, I think Carrot Top is probably a, a larger name than what they've normally brought in. Not to say they've brought in bad names, because prior to the, the pandemic. They were bringing in pretty good comics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit of an odd, uh, oddly designed room for for yeah. comedy shows, but uh, which is why know. I'm thinking maybe they're making some changes. 
Maybe they're they re- might reconfiguring things. That might be a good idea. Carrot top. Sister Mary Carrot Top no, coming to. No, no. She is, he is not a nun, and she is not a comic. <laughs> he does props. I mean, she's got a wry sense of humor, make no mistake, but she uh, she does not do stand-up comedy she, of any kind. Does she have, bring a big box of stuff out to, to mass? does not mm, okay. at all. All right. It's uh, 728, a Rock 102. Seven thirty-one with Bax and O'Brien, Iraq one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive fifteen hundred dollars off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com. And as always, use the keyword Rock one hundred two. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Power has been restored to most of Western Massachusetts after severe th- storms caused quite a bit of damage yesterday. Lots of trees down up in uh, up in Amherst. And in Sunderland and all the places that you normally go to. <laughs> yeah, on a daily basis. Wow. When I came in the other morning, there was a tree down on uh, Converse Street. Um, it it kind of was blocking the westbound lane, mm. but they had uh, the cops were out there directing traffic because there was a bit of a problem with the with getting around it. And then uh, and then I saw a, a bucket loader coming from the direction of that the new DPW building. So probably just pushing it off to the side of the road because i mean i don't know if it's a tree on your property and it falls into the street they only cut it to the street yeah level to the curb yeah the rest of it's your responsibility which sucks yeah yeah you're already here you're already getting four hours of pay Minimum. Yep. That's you can't a, cut it up that, for me, too. Well, years ago, when uh, at my parents' house in Wolverham, uh, that very thing happened, where the where the branch fell down on the on the on the property, mm-hmm. and it was straddling the neighbor's property and my parents' property, and uh, and the neighbor comes out and he goes, "I guess I'll have to get the chainsaw to cut that up." And I'm like, "Or you and I could drag it up there, and they'll come pick it up." <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Dragged it up to it, the town yeah. property. Well, it was close enough to the road where it would be feasible that that branch had would have oh, dropped. So yeah. we, we we pulled it up to the thing, and then of course, you know, a day later, the town was out there cutting the whole damn thing up. It was pretty good. Uh, pretty good idea. Uh-huh. You want to yeah. get it? But, you know, sometimes uh, the tree is too big to move, and then then, uh, then you're stuck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, seen, I've seen some trees come down where I ain't going to move it, and I don't want to cut it. That's and, and to pay someone to cut it on your own property, uh, I don't know if you've ever had uh, that problem, but that can uh, cost oh. you some serious cash. I not only have had the problem, I've been putting off the problem for quite some time i just uh, cut up one uh, last week you know the big the big one i was telling you about the fell in my yard that's yeah. right it's a big yeah. pain in the ass too and you got to get it out of there because otherwise you start getting they get the termites and everything in the in the wood oh, and then yeah. the, the termites want to come in your house you don't want that no we uh, now know uh, Governor Charlie Baker does not have the support he needs for a two-month sales tax holiday in August and September, so the Bay State is now preparing for the two-day tax-free weekend next month. Yeah, two days. Wasn't it just a few years ago that the governor wasn't into the idea of a tax-free weekend? Yeah, but I think people, was, think people have uh, pressured him to uh, to change that Yeah, but then he goes, and, he goes from not wanting to have a weekend to all of a sudden supporting an entire month? When is the next election? Yeah. Well, we don't even know if he's running yet. Well, even if, but but you got to prepare yourself in case you do. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I wanted uh, two months of tax free stuff. What are you all talking? You wanted two days? Okay. 
Well, I mean, you could make an argument that you know maybe a tax-free weekend doesn't do much for the economy. Maybe just a little bit of stimulation, but you know, two months, uh, you know, might put more people into into the shops. Of course, you know, states gonna have to come up with their money somehow. I have a feeling though that uh, you know, especially these big box retailers, jack the price up of the items. Oh yeah, of course. Sure. In order to, you know, like, yep. well, we'll just take the tax money now. Yeah, it looks like it's a great deal, but and people, I think, have a tendency to buy things they don't necessarily need, but they want. Well, you can buy a, you can buy an air fryer. You could buy um, you could buy one of those rotisserie uh, chicken oven cooker thingies. See, I've gotten yeah. by this far without either of those things, and I don't feel the need to go out and get them just because it's tax free. It, but that's the point, John. It's tax free. But I don't need an air popper. Yeah, air fryer. Do. Air fryer. You need an air popper too. No, no, no. Well. Uh, I don't know. Popper fryer. Hey, you ever had food from an air fryer? No. Nope. Change your tune pretty quick. I don't know that. about that. How about an Instapot? Have you tried one of those? I got an Instapot. Have you used hey, the Instapot? Not in the last couple of years. Listen, our friend Barry Krieger just got an air fryer. He loves that thing. He's <laughs> using it all over the place. My oven has an air fryer uh, uh, feature mode on it. Mm. I can air fry anything in my oven. He's cooking so he's cooking food so light you can't even feel it. Well, how do you know, know it's there? Oh, I just assume. He just assumes. <laughs> Uh, in West Springfield, businesses are bracing for the busy tax-free weekend uh, on the 14th and 15th, and many of them are feeling a little better after the governor's two-month proposal didn't get support. Uh, Baker explained, I still think it's the right thing to do for the people of Massachusetts. They generated a big piece of that surplus. I think we should give it back to them. So basically what Baker is saying is we finally do have a tax surplus that we could take a break for two months. And you just write us all a check? That uh, would he, be better. He could do that, but it's probably more expensive to write the check than it is to uh, remove the the, uh, the tax. Yeah, but I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be buying stuff I don't need, like uh, an electric knife sharpener. Always wanted one of those. You know what? I can get it on the 14th and 15th, tax free. You know what? You might have just talked me into it because I I am I am constantly realizing how dull the knives in my house have become. And I know I was told I can take it to a local grocery chain and uh, and have them sharpened. Well, why don't you just grab you buy yourself a cheap nine dollar uh, uh, sharpening steel? I've done. I've got the sharpening steel. I've bought the sharpening mm-hmm. block. Just, yeah. Okay. Uh, neither one of them. I don't. I don't like. It's it's too yeah. much work. Well, maybe you, you got crappy knives. You get the electric one. Yeah. And you let it do it itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You could cut yourself pretty good on one of those manual ones. I want something that that, that will cut wind. I don't think you need a knife to cut wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, authorities are appealing for help as they investigate a shooting inside a Southern California movie theater that killed an 18-year-old woman and left her friend on life support. Police say theater workers cleaning up after a showing of The Forever Purge on Monday night found the body of Riley Goodrich and 19-year-old Anthony Barajas gravely wounded. Barajas is a social media influencer with a nearly a million TikTok followers. He's on life support at a hospital. Police are asking anyone who is at the Crossings Mall in Corona Monday night to share information with detectives. They found these people after they came yeah. in to clean the theater? Yeah, no word on a like a shooting prior to. Well, but in other words, the only people in the theater 
were the victims and the shooter. That's what it sounds like. You think they would say that, though, in the story? Yeah. I mean, I seriously doubt people got up and walked out after the movie. You know, I mean, it's not the first time we've had a shooter in, in a movie theater, but I can't imagine a movie that's so good the audience wants to stay there and see the end. Did you ever, uh, did you ever walk out of a movie? Because you didn't course, like it. Of course I did. I walked out of uh, I walked out of Pulp Fiction. I told you that before. See that? I came back, a... but I walked out for a while for a scene. Yeah. Oh, now. well, that's different. Mm. I'm talking about walking out completely and abandoning the movie. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Christian Bale's, I think, first movie ever, American something. Psycho. I think I think that was it. No, I'm calling you a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was it. I think I walked out of that one. Both uh, both me and my ex-wife. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Just, it was just way too violent. I walked out of four weddings and a funeral. The movie or actual events? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> like you four were, weddings <laughs> and a funeral. You were DJing four different weddings and a funeral. <laughs> I just walked out of uh, all yeah, of yeah. No, it was uh, it was the movie. I remember my uh, my sister taking me years ago because uh, you know my parents weren't around and somebody had to watch me. So she was said, "Oh, let's go to the movies," and uh, she was a Hugh Grant fan. So we went and saw this. And after like ten minutes, I'm like, I, I don't. I'm too young to understand any of this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so we we got up and we snuck into Maverick with Mel Gibson and James uh, Garner. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That I was can't. A good one. I can't remember ever walking out of a movie. Like if I'm involved, if I paid the money, I'll I'll as bad as the movie may be, I'll stick it out to the end in case there's some sort of resolution I didn't expect. I think we got I think we either got a refund or went and saw a different movie. I don't remember now. Uh, an unreleased Wu Tang Clan album forfeited by Martin Shkreli after his fraud conviction has been sold. Federal authorities announced the sale on Tuesday. Afternoon. afternoon saying proceeds would fully satisfy the remainder of what Shakrelli owns on a 7.4 O's. what did i say owns i said owes he did own it yeah i know but not now i said owes though no you didn't well i don't know why you got to pick that the little tiny little things that i do here and uh, you know, I, I was just i was just trying to help would you like me to take another vacation day i can arrange that <laughs> no <laughs> anyway uh owes on a $7.4 million forfeiture order he faced after his 2018 sentencing. Court documents showed he'd already paid off about $5 million. The entrepreneur known as Pharma Bro once boasted of paying $2 million in 2015 at an auction for once upon a time in, uh, how do you say it? Shaolin? 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 Shaolin, I believe. Shaolin. The uh, Wu-Tang uh, Clan spent six years creating the 31-track double album. Shakrelli's lawyer said Shakrelli was pleased with the sale price. The 38-year-old is scheduled for release from prison in October of 2022. It's a 31-track? That seems like way too many tracks. I mean, even the, even the average double album has probably got 24. Yeah, but there may be like songs that may be less than a minute long. Yeah. I mean, there, there may be just a lot of very short songs. But <laughs> the thing about this album is... They only released one copy of it, and Why? that's because they they because of the publicity involved in it. Yeah. Mm. That's all in one. I mean, they listen. They've sold millions of records. They, you, are you talking about they released one vinyl version of this, or I mean, were there millions of CDs? No, there was. It was it was one copy, hmm. and it was auctioned off. Vinyl, Sh I believe so. Shakrelli yeah. buys it for for two million bucks. At the time when you know he was being the most controversial, and you know, 
and 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 talking absolute nonsense. But he winds up getting it. So mm-hmm. he's the only one who's probably listened to all 31 tracks in the album. And does it say who bought it? No, it doesn't say who bought when it. When you but. say he's probably the only one who listened, um, I I, I got to believe that if it's worth that much money, it hasn't been opened. I don't know. I have no idea what this thing looks like or what, uh, what the logistics are of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything that maintains that kind of value is usually unopened. Yeah, except it's a one-of-a-kind release. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's still in its plastic wrap or not, it still has value. Yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't even put a needle on it. You know, what What happens if you... Well, remember, what if you had that needle with the penny on top of it? And, and the, the penny scotch fell tape off. Yeah, scotch yeah. tape to the top of the needle. Well, again, you know, uh, yeah, that's... And that's it falls a- off and the whole arm goes... <laughs> That's, right that's, across the that's album. That's the price you got to pay. Or, if, you know, the uh, the skid control on the arm of the, the turntable's all mixed up. Or you put it you put it in the middle of six albums on the hi-fi. And, uh... <laughs> because that one magnetic arm can hold as many as six records. Sure. Well, it's a double album, too. <laughs> a man accused of killing eight people, most of them women of Asian descent at massage businesses in Georgia, has pleaded guilty to the four to four of the murders. Robert Aaron Long was handed four sentences of life without parole on Tuesday in Cherokee County. He still faces the death penalty in the four other killings, which are being prosecuted in Atlanta. His shooting spree in March raised fears among Asian Americans. At Tuesday's sentencing, a prosecutor said Cherokee County investigators saw no evidence of racial bias. That's at odds with the hate crime and domestic terrorism prosecution Long faces in Atlanta. Basically, uh, what his defense was, uh, I've been uh, addicted to porn and uh, addicted to you know the internet, yeah. And that's what join the club. Me, that's what drove me nuts. Join the club. So that's where they're getting the the no hate crime portion of the yeah. of the of the charges. But uh, yeah, I know. I watch porn all the time. Same here. I'm I'm hooked. <laughs> Can't give it up now. Yeah, you don't got see, a hold of me. You don't see me walking in any place and start shooting nope. people. Mm. No. Nope. You know. By the way, that uh, that Wu Tang album mm. CDs, not vinyl. Oh, okay. So but, I mean, he could still play it and not damage it. I was uh, I was just thinking about this, though. You know, when, when someone comes along and invents this turntable uh, with, with an arm on it that has a needle that will make sound come out of a vinyl disc through the speakers, that's cool. Who was it, though, that comes along afterward and says... Yeah, but you know what? I am so tired of putting one album onto the stereo to listen to it and then having to turn it over myself to listen to the other side that even if I didn't want to have to do the turning over part, I'd like to be able to stack three to five (laughs) albums on top of each other on an arm that will hold them and then release them individually when I'm ready for the next one. Because it sounds awesome, man. Yeah, but who who decided that you know it, it, it was not good enough to just wow. listen to an album at a time? Because uh, that's how technology works. People want to try to improve on something. Mm-hmm. It might not necessarily have been the best idea, but at least 
it made way for uh, well, you know, but back then but, it was the best but, idea. But back then, you remember, uh, remember when side one would end and you got ah, oh, jeez, I got to go all the way to the mm-hmm. turntable and flip it over. Yeah. Well, I would that expended a lot of energy and it was a lot of activity just to hear side two, which wasn't always as good as side one, frankly. So then, if someone figured, well, how how can we avoid this? How about we have something that holds another record so you could listen for forever. So you determine, all right, this album I like side one, this album I like side two. Ipso fatso, I'm going to stack them so that it's only playing that side because I only want to see, I only want to hear one side of an album. Right, and I, I don't want to go through the rigmarole of flipping an album over right. every time it ends. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, it when it, while it is being held up in a pile of, say, five albums, uh, <laughs> eventually it's going to be playing in a pile of five albums. Right. And, uh, and, and that's necessary. And the weight of which would sometimes make the turntable run slow. Yeah, yeah. Or what if the discs weren't all spinning in a synchronized fashion? Well, that didn't really happen. No, I don't. I don't think it did. I, think I made that up. Does your uh, bathing suit have pineapples on it? I don't mm-hmm. have a bathing suit. Well, what do you bathe in? Uh, when I bathe, I shower about, and I don't wear anything. What about when you just go swimming? I don't go swimming. Ever? Uh, I have not gone in a pool. Uh, in I don't remember how long it's been. Court ordered? No. No, just uh, nobody yeah. well, wants me. I don't, have, anyway. I don't have pineapples on mine. Well, anyway, some woman on TikTok bought a bikini with a pineapple designs on it, and uh, she also got pineapple swim trunks for her husband because she thought it would be cute to match on vacation. I would want to uh, to cute. get a far, as far away from this woman as yeah. I possibly could to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, didn't uh, they didn't get why several people were being so nice to them. Then she found out that pineapples on your swimsuit means you're a swinger who's looking to hook up. It also applies to shirts, pants, and uh, any other clothing with pineapple designs, especially if you're on vacation or on a cruise. So now you know. Really? Yeah. Pineapples mean we're swingers. Listen, I've heard this uh, for years. The the section of Westfield, I, uh, I, I, I can't remember. the. It's like in the, sh- the Shaker Road area, mm-hmm. right? Apparently. There's a there's a huge swinger population in that area, and the people with the pineapples on the door means that they're swingers. No kidding. And if you have a pineapple upside down, that means they're looking for a party. There's like a, there's a whole little thing to it. I don't even know if I'm uh, saying the rules right, but it's something about the pineapples, and when they're upside down, it's either yeah. that they're looking for a party or they're having a party. Suppose I go to a party and I bring a pineapple upside down cake. Is that uh, is that the, the preferred dessert oh. of swingers? You said you, cake, right? That's what I said. Mm. Yeah, you are looking for it then. Do you think that's a real estate ploy? To have gotten those people into the same neighborhood, or was there somehow someone in that neighborhood who was able to turn their other neighbors on to that, and it just so happened to be in one particular part of town? Um, I don't know. I don't know the history. Because it would be quite a sales pitch. According to the I Spy Detective Agency, if a pineapple is placed on the porch or mailbox of a house that indicates a swinger party is going on inside... In addition, swingers identify each other in public by wearing clothes and other items featuring the pattern. That's it. If you have a pineapple in your cart, 
in the in the carriage where like a kid would sit, if you have a pineapple there, that indicates you're a swinger. If I'm walking around the grocery store and I pick up a pineapple and I happen to put it in the area where the kid would sit, yeah, that means I'm a swinger. Yeah, because you didn't put it in the cart. You're only putting it on that little seat part. Well, that's where the eggs go. Well, what does that mean? Well, that, that is, it means you're waiting for breakfast. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you how it is. Yeah. And, uh, this is what well, you need I'm, to watch I'm out so, for. I'm so glad that this is finally out there because you, know, you don't know who's a swinger and who's who's not a swinger. And if you wanted to become a swinger, you know, how do you just introduce yourself to like-minded people that's what the internet is for i know yeah, but well, now some, it is but. yeah but but you know, you know how it is when you when you join a club you know they they hound you for dues and you got to pay a fee i don't want to have to do any you got to go stuff. to a certain number of meetings yeah, a year exactly to maintain it i'm uh, looking on amazon right now i want to buy a string of pineapple lights <laughs> Put them up over your door, uh-huh. so you no, have, so you have line the, the whole side, line the whole driveway. Really? So, you, so you'll have the swinger pop in. You don't like the pop in from normal. No, people. it's not a pop in. String of pineapple lights. Here we go. Oh yeah, this is going to be nice. Actually, you want to talk about a great gag? How about putting pineapples on somebody else's property? Yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of seventy six tomorrow. Uh, storms. Kingfield's Classic Rock. It's seven fifty seven. On Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account throughout the month of July with the Rock 102 Summer Stimulus brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Every weekday throughout the, uh, the month of July, we've been giving you a keyword of the day. Your job is to take that keyword, go to rock102.com, enter the word for your chance to win the daily national prize of $1,000. It is as easy as it sounds. It sounds, uh, what do I do? You take the keyword, mm. you go to rock102.com, you enter the keyword, and then you could win $1,000 from the national prize. I enter it into what? rock102.com. Uh, just, just is there a place yes. on the... On yes. The... In fact, there is a place for you to enter the keyword. And, and today... it's not www.rock102.com? This I... is not as easy as it sounds. It's simple. Any moron with any understanding of the internet can figure it out. I... What am I putting in there? The uh, keyword today is the word camp. Camp? Camp. Like uh, camp, uh, uh, camp Tioga? Yes. That's where I met that lady who stole the marble rye from. Yeah. I, I stole the marble rye from. The good news is you don't have to put in the word Tioga. You uh-huh. just have to put in the word camp. C-A-M-P, camp. Again, it's all brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at DaveMinerRoofing.com. Part of the classic rock summer right here on Rock 102. We're making assumptions by assuming that it's easy. Well, it is. We have tried to make it as simple as possible. I mean, I can't say that it's gonna, not going to be somebody out there. Says, I don't understand any of this, and they'll yeah. and, and they'll they won't qualify for the thousand dollars. But for most people with a brain and some level of understanding of technology, it's not that hard. Oh, listen to you, Mark Zuckerberg. No, I'm not a Mark Zuckerberg or a Steve Jobs. I'm just an everyday Joe who knows how to enter a keyword into a, for a contest. Listen to you, Stephen Hawking. I'm not even Stephen Hawking. I'm not even, uh, I'm just a, I'm just you're a regular a, you're everyday able-bodied, uh, You're an able-bodied person who can speak with his own voice. It's... <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.13 in the police on Rock 102. Surprise! Some afternoon rain today and tomorrow. 
68 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, speaking of the police, you can always uh, check out my interview with Andy Summers from the police on Baxi's Musical Podcast, available on BaxiandO'Brien.com. Just saying. Uh, 22 News did a story this morning. They got it on their website also. Uh, AAA is warning drivers that vehicle fuel economy displays, which tell you the number of miles you have before you run out of gas, right. might not be accurate. That's because the miles to empty gallon, the miles to empty gauge varies between vehicles. It's also based upon driving habits like speed, acceleration, and driving distance. And with gas approaching three dollars a gallon, uh, AAA is making this warning. You know, I mean, my Taurus has that 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 tells you how many miles you have left. I think I have gone below twenty. Maybe once or twice, never below ten. And I don't have that on my car. Yeah, I just uh, you know it it, set, it it will it will show that uh, fuel is low, mm-hmm. and the navigation system says, "Would you like me to send you to the nearest fueling station?" Oh, and I what always, a presumptive bitch! I know it's like, and I, I don't ever say yes. Yeah. I know where all the major gas stations are in my in my neighborhood, but I'll take it right down to fumes if I have to. Well, I don't have yeah, I don't have the mile countdown on the bike. And like two weeks ago, I was coming back from Enfield and I forgot, I knew going to Enfield that I needed gas and I forgot to get it. And then uh, when I'm leaving, I'm on 91, I'm past the state line. So I'm already committed now. And, uh, and the low gas light comes on. I understand the logic that the harder you push the engine, mm-hmm. the more gas you're going to be using faster. Right. But I was like, I can't, I'm not slowing down to 55 miles an hour. I have to make it all the way to the Pride Station in, in downtown Springfield uh, by MGM because I got a Pride card. I mean, I know I could have used a charge card. There was only one other gas station, though, one or two other gas stations on East Columbus Avenue, mm-hmm. south of the Pride Station. And I missed the first exit. For some reason, I forgot you had to take the very first exit to get to that particular gas station. But I also could not bring myself to slowing down. In We're- fact, I sped up. I mean, I was probably doing around 80. Eight, that thing goes 80? That thing goes 200 miles an hour, dude. I don't go 200 Downhill. miles an hour. No, no. That's a, that's a high-performance I mean, Grant, vehicle. You can't it. 200 miles an hour. That's what the, it is. That, yes, that yep. steel death I'm trap of you. yours? Get you. out of here. But, I, yeah, there was just no way I could slow down. There was I, I just couldn't bring myself to doing that. See, I don't necessarily have to use my uh, customer card uh, to fill up. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I, I can uh, using my credit card. I can buy gas anywhere uh, I damn well I can please. too. I just it's kind of an OCD thing. I have to go to a pride station, <laughs> and I usually go to the one right on the line. You have any idea on how, the Enfield line? You have any idea how insane that sounds? I if know. You're about to, I know. If you're about to run out of gas, no. who cares where you go? I'm buy six gas stations because I got to use my pride card. Pride points. You're a nut. Well, just one more errand and we can head back. <laughs> Actually, it looks like we need some gas. Oh, well. Uh, how much gas do you think there is left right now? Well, now it's on, on E. You know, uh, oftentimes, Jerry, he lends me his car, and I find myself in a situation where the car is almost out of gas, but for a variety of reasons, I don't want to be the one responsible for purchasing costly gasoline. 
So you want to know how far you can drive your friend's car for free? Well, I make it up to him in other ways. Where is it now? Well, there's still some overlap between the needle and the slash below the E. How long are you going to go? Oh, I've been, I've been in the slash many times. This is nothing. You'll get used to it. Just put it out of your mind. Have you ever been completely below the slash? Well, I almost did once, and I blacked out. When I came to, the car was in a ditch and the tank was full. I don't know who did it, and I never got to thank them. <laughs> Page two. Uh, scene two. Uh, is it just the angle I'm looking from? No, sir. We are down there. Oh, this is amazing. I've never felt so alive. Yeah, well, all right. I'm satisfied, but we better get some gas. What? We can't stop now. Well, what do you mean? We have to keep going all the way back to the dealership. That was the plan. There was no plan. Well, let's make it the plan. Let's just go for it like Thumb and Louise. What? They drove to a dealership? No, they drove off a cliff. <laughs> and scene, scene two. Uh, page three. Uh, you know, cars can go on empty, but not as humans, huh, fella? I'll stop and get us a couple of Twix bars. No, no coconut for me. All right, I'll get you a Mounds bar instead. Keep the engine running. Ah. Oh, man, not the gas. But it needs it, Kramer. It needs it bad. You think this is what's going to make you happy? Because it won't. Ah, oh, you just go on without me. Listen to me. When that car rolls into that dealership and that tank is bone dry, I want you to be there with me when everyone says Kramer and that other guy, oh, they went further to the left of the slash than anyone ever dreamed. Maybe we better get moving. It's good to have you back, Stan. It's Rick, by the way. No time. And <laughs> scene. Page four. There's the dealer. Hey! We did. We pulled it off. I can't believe it. Where's the needle? Oh, it broke off, baby. <laughs> oh, Mr. Kramer, I got to thank you. I, I learned a lot. Things are going to be different from now on. Well, that's a weird thing to say. I wonder how much longer we could have lasted. <laughs> I wonder. And, and see. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, bravo. Bravo. Nicely done. Bravo. Almost, almost as if it were written by Shakespeare himself. Almost. 22 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. A little bit later on this hour, uh, Paul Federici, uh, the former former mayor of East Lombard, will be here to talk about uh, his mayor. Annual, annual golf tournament. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I always refer to him as the uh, the mayor of East Lom- yeah. of East Lombard. I he's mean, he's dean. Well, he's out of politics yeah. now. He's he's uh, he's take he's had uh, quite enough conviction. No, Neffinger. Ah, close close uh, enough enough to push him out. Hey, uh, do hot chicks know they're hot? Sure, they do. Why wouldn't they? They're doing a they're doing an interview on the Today Show with uh, Caleb Dressel, the uh, Olympic swimming medal winner, uh, and they have what appear to be his his parents, uh, and then his wife, and then maybe a sister. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I didn't hear the introductions of everybody, but it, but his wife, nothing wrong with that. But do you think that they know that? Well, I think that good looking people are aware that they are better looking than many others. I think uh, it is even more impressive when they don't shove it in your face and let everybody know, look at me, how beautiful I am. I mean, I sometimes find that that inner beauty is uh, is even uh, more beautiful than, than someone who's over the top and well, trying to shove it in everyone's face. Being a uh, visually objectionable person myself, right? Um, I, I do often... Uh, wonder what it must be like to be able to get by on just your looks. Well, I got to tell you, it ain't easy. Yeah. <laughs>
Nice try. What? Mm-hmm. What? What are you saying? There's not a good-looking man in this entire building, now that I think about it. <laughs> now nah, we're all kind of hideous. On we're, we're any all... given day. I mean, we used to have uh, yeah, a couple yeah. here and there that were like, uh, like you know, kind of, uh, you know, on the border of, re- of physical acceptability. I'm reassessing what I just said to make sure I'm accurate. I'm accurate. Yeah, yeah. No, you are all yeah, the way up through every department in the building. I mean, uh, I mean, you're nothing to look at. Uh, I'm nothing to look at. Steve is kind of, you know. I mean, it's uh, nobody on the air, and and I'm thinking about all the uh, administrative people upstairs. Yeah, there's, well, no, there's not a good-looking guy in this building. Hideous. Hideous. Yeah. I mean, God, we all look like catcher's mess. Yeah, well, and, and again, <laughs> the good-looking people that I know, and I know my share of good-looking people, uh, for some of them, yeah, it, it's all people notice. It's, mm-hmm. and, they, and for some people I know, uh, it's actually been more of a curse than a blessing. I mean, I know some people that actually are so good looking mm. that that's all people think about, as opposed to thinking about them as like a as a human being with like you know feelings and emotions and desires and stuff like that. And it's uh, you know it, it ain't all. It seems like it's a uh, it's great, but it ain't all that's uh, cracked up to be. I can really only remember one good looking guy who worked here, uh, and another one who was married to someone who worked here. Um, who? That's it. Who? Which one? The good-looking guy. I just named two of them. Which one? The one who worked here or the one who was married to someone who worked here? Either one. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know that you'd... Well, no, you'd have to remember the first one. Um, you just write it down. You have yeah, to add it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, no, I was trying to remember his name. I believe that's what they called him. Dude, he was not that good-looking of a guy. Well, you know, and I say this with a staunch uh, record of heterosexuality. No, but he was not. Um, he was. He was uh, and then, ugly uh, on the uh, on the inside too. Well, that might be, but yeah. you know, and then uh, and then that one. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do, because I wrote down his name and her name. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, He's a good-looking guy. That, that slash with the it, it looked yeah. like a it looked like a. Yeah. No, it's a slash. It's a good-looking guy. He was a good-looking guy. Yes, he was, but he didn't work here. No, I said that. I said he was married to someone who worked here. Right. But no, this is a, this has been a long was, line of not very attractive men in this place. But he was fully aware that he was a good-looking dude, and so was she. She knew that he was a good-looking dude. She was a good-looking dude. You think he knew? Yeah, I think he knew. I think he, uh, yeah, yeah, because he's one of those people that got by on a lot of okay, uh, yeah. on a lot of things because of his good looks. Yeah, that's probably true. And uh, I'm telling you, I, mean, I knew a girl in college who was absolutely gorgeous, and uh, people were afraid to talk to her because she was so good looking mm. that uh, you know, the the people went out of their minds. That you know, to me, she was like a a roommate of a friend of mine. So I had no problem talking to her as a, as a human being. I had no designs on her whatsoever. You, you knew you didn't have a chance with I her. I didn't really have a chance. I didn't really want a chance with her. Now, you wanted a chance. No, but I'll tell you something that is perverse about it. Uh, we, there was a party going on, a college party, and she shows up with her mom. Wow. I know. Like the, like the parents were uh, you know visiting the campus, uh-huh. and mom was actually better looking than her beautiful daughter. Really? It was it was on it was like shocking yeah. how much better looking she was than this beautiful woman who was her daughter. Unbelievable. I think they got a tube for that. I got to tell you it was it was 
It was something to behold. Steve, does uh, Pornhub has a tube for that? <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Yeah, yeah they. <laughs> I believe that is a that is a thing. That's a thing. Headphones out. What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, well, come on. We were talking about hot-looking women, and he brought up a girl who was hot, but her mother was hotter. Yeah. The mother and daughter, and, both and very, John very hot. Said there's a tube on online for something like that. Oh yeah, I've seen. Well, I watch those all the time. <laughs> that's, that's <what> I meant. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's eight twenty-nine to Rock One Hundred Two. Hey, Bax, let's talk. 8.32 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. Well, you're very welcome, Steve. If you're up in uh, Northampton, you might want to listen to this. A uh, release posted to the official social media accounts of the city of Northampton announced that parking on Crafts Avenue is temporarily closed. Crap Avenue? Crafts Avenue. Oh, Crafts. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if what about what Arts? I was... The closure will last for the entirety of Wednesday. The entirety? The entirety of Wednesday. Couldn't they just say all day Wednesday? They could have said No, that. because then you would have said, yeah. well, what about nighttime? Well, it started at 12, and now it's going to end at 11.59 p.m. The, un- the entirety. Yeah. I don't know what this looks like, but I was uh, informed yesterday that in downtown Chicopee, um, they have installed something to distinguish where the bike lane begins from the vehicular traffic lane. Mm-hmm. Something, something stationary in the ground. Um, some type of uh, and and it's uh, in in like multiple spots. Hmm. Something unusual. It, it sounds it to me because I can't for the life of me figure out why you would embed anything into the road surface to separate the bike lane from the vehicular traffic lane. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It also sounds somewhat dangerous. Well, I have to see it to to know for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Like, it was described to me as almost being like like the single portion of a bike rack that you would stick your front tire into if you were using a bike rack. Right, only that, only curved. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Downtown. It, downtown. It's all downtown. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled anti-sodomy laws unconstitutional in 2003, and Massachusetts has legally recognized same-sex marriage since 2004, but sections of state law still feature discriminatory restrictions on sexual interactions between consenting adults, lawmakers and advocates said on Tuesday. A bill filed by Representative Jay Livingstone would uh, repeal a ban on unnatural and lascivious acts and strip other anti-sodomy statutes from Chapter 272 of the Mass General Laws. It's about damn time. Yeah, I mean, some of the best acts we do are the ones that are most lascivious. LGBTQ rights advocates uh, told the Judiciary Committee that sections of that chapter, broadly titled Crimes Against Chastity, Morality, Decency, and Good Order, were historically implemented to punish individuals for their sexual orientation or gender identity. I don't like the government poking their nose in my uh, in, in my sodomy. Uh, sodomy poking, matters. Poking your something else. In, That's uh, right. You know your business. My sodomy is my business. My body, my sodomy. So hey, you wanna you wanna get down and dirty and uh, punch legal? The, punch the chocolate starfish. You oh, go oh, for okay. it. Okay. You uh, go for uh, it. I knew we were gonna somehow end up there. How did you know we were going to do that? Just like you knew I was going to say arts, or I knew you were going to say arts, Road.
<laughs> See, I'm very predictable. Yeah, I know. Hey, you know, we were talking about swingers last hour with the pineapples. Yes. Well, so then I stumble, I, I come across this story, by what? the way. What? Giggity. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to spice up your love life with an outdoor experience, there's a new spot for swingers opening in Mamou, Louisiana. It's called T-Boys Swinger Trailer Park, and it's gaining attention as it gets ready to swing into southern Louisiana. Their motto, bring your house and share your spouse. Yeehaw! <laughs> You can come to Mamou for many good things. This will be one of them, said David O'Coin, the man behind T-Boys. He's opening it for couples who are into swinging, and he says the swinger community is surprisingly bigger than you may think. Oh, I'm sure it is, but I also have a stereotypical uh, picture in my head of a pair of Louisiana swingers. Well, yeah, yeah you know that, that's that is uh, that is like you say a stereotype. I know, and there are plenty of sophisticated, handsome-looking couples in the state of Louisiana. Hey, hey, listen! Since putting up the sign where the Swinger Park will be, Alcoin says he's gotten calls from swingers across the country. We've got some from Pennsylvania, and we've got some from Arkansas, and of course, uh, uh, Baton Rouge, and all the other southern states. Yeah, Man. still, I'm I'm imagining, um, let's see here, who am I thinking of? Oh, I don't know, let's say maybe, hang on a second, I know their names, I'm just at a, a Doc, Doc Millshap and his pretty wife Hannah, remember? No, I don't. Doc Millsap and his pretty wife Hannah, about 45 minutes southeast of Thibodeau, Louisiana? <laughs> Yeah, here come Amos. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, we already have the trailer, but yeah. I've been you know up and down the uh, the southern areas of uh, Vermont. Yeah, you know, uh, if maybe it's best that it's in Louisiana, not close by. I've I, seen some people in Vermont that you just yeah. go, "Is this what we all look like over here?" I was going to say, I don't see a big difference in my mind's eye. I'm not seeing a big difference between the hayseed, uh, the hayseed swingers of Louisiana and the hayseed swingers oh, of Vermont. There's much more flannel in Vermont. There's much more overalls with no shirt underneath in, in Louisiana. There's more flannel and less enamel. Well, that's <laughs> that would be my that's guess. a good way of putting it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's like uh, bring your house and bring your spouse. <laughs> yeah, the ruthless toothless of Southern Vermont. Mm -hmm. When it's uh, when it's finished, the site will have a nude pool, a nude yoga stadium, a strip poker hall, and a key party cabana. A, strip a poker nude... is that when you put your clothes back on if you yeah. lose? Yeah, you lose. You got to put on a sock. Uh, a nude <laughs> yogurt stadium. Yoga. Yoga. Oh, yoga. <laughs> okay. No, you make yogurt from the nude yogurt. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, perverse. No, no. How come I get shot down for making the... Because you, you don't know how to stay on this side of the line, Steve. I am on this side you, of the line. We always tell you that. You're if constantly I, crossing if, the line. You know, we have learned an awful lot about swingers today. Yeah, More so than I than uh, than I ever imagined. Because, like I say, you know, it's like a it's like a silent society. You don't you don't know who's a swinger and who's not anymore. I mean, you just can't assume that every pineapple, uh, you know, on a on a tree or on a shirt, they're swingers. You just can't. Well, I'm going to try this now. I'm going to I'm going to put the pineapple in the cart next time I'm at the grocery store and see what happens. I'm going to go look for Doc Millsap and his pretty wife Hannah down there in the swamp, <laughs> Tippetoe, Louisiana. Yeah.
<laughs> Police are uh, calling a Florida lawn care worker a hero after saving a man's life despite allegedly being yelled at by homeowners to do it somewhere else. Tony was walking to work when he saw a man in a car having a serious seizure on Monday in Palm Beach County. Without thinking, he ran up to the rolling car and grabbed the uh, fender to try and stop it from rolling down the street further. It ran over Tony's foot, foot, but luckily he had steel-toe boots on. The car finally stopped on a lawn, but the windows were up and the doors were locked. The driver was convulsing and was in terrible shape, according to the sheriff's office. Tony screamed for help, asking and begging for someone to help. The owners of the house where the car stopped allegedly yelled, Get off our lawn! Get him out of here! Have him die somewhere else! I had I told you this story about how um, when I was in high school and and I was being disciplined for acting out in some form or fashion. I don't remember what it was, and I was forced to sit at the back of the class, facing the wall away from the class. And while I was sitting there, I heard some type of a commotion towards the front of the class. And I turned and I looked and I saw uh, one of my classmates in distress. And I ran up to him, and, and I could tell once I got there that that he was choking, and um, and I and I began to start to do the Heimlich maneuver, and this teacher who was a very uh, feminine kind of you know. Mm, no, what are you trying to say? Uh, he, well, just not a very uh, tough guy kind of uh, person. I didn't hear this because I was busy concentrating on, on this choking schoolmate. Uh, but I was told later that the teacher said to me, uh, John, can you take him out in the hall in case he throws up? Oh yeah. Yeah, the teacher <laughs> wanted me to take a guy who's dying out of the room so that nobody would have to see vomit. Well, what made you uh, the king of vomit? I, I wasn't the king of vomit. I just was the only one in the room who knew what to do. Once he gets sick, then everybody's going to yeah. get sick. Yeah. It's going to be like that scene in Stand By Me where they yeah. all drank the castor oil. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the way he sounded, too. See, I I knew the guy pretty well. Yeah, apparently he did. Yeah, but this guy saved the guy's life, but the, the neighbors were like, get off my damn lawn. Yeah. I don't want him here. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the guy survived, and the man then thanked uh, Tony for helping out and uh, saving his life. Yeah, uh, I I ended up getting the the it was a pen cap uh, the kid had accidentally swallowed, and uh, and I got it out of there. And then that you know later I was told that the teacher had said that, and I was just kind of like, a sixty uh, year old man. <laughs> 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 so stupid. We're, we're like a we're like a beatbox team. Hey, uh, oh, you can ask Siri; she'll beatbox for you. N no, I don't. If you say Siri, uh, beatbox, she'll beatbox for you. Really? She'll say cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. A uh, 60 year old man was arrested by Singapore police uh, yesterday for having sex with a goat. The goat then died. That's like that old joke. Hey, you know, uh, you know, a goat dies after sex? No. Well, the one I had sex with did. Booyah! <laughs> 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 died before I could tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Singapore police chief uh, Arsad Kamrudin uh, said the suspect was nabbed in, in the area of town and will be remanded until tomorrow. According to Arsad, the owner of the goat said she heard the animal making strange sounds around 1.30 p.m. at the back of her home. Upon checking, she discovered the man, who she knew, half-naked next to the goat. The suspect then fled the she- scene. Arsad said when the, uh, she checked on the goat, she found that it had died. The owner then logged a uh, police report. Well, that must goats, have been some hell of some hell of a goat sex over there. The goat's uh, carcass was later sent to the veterinary department for a post mortem checkup. This is, mm. must be some kind of thing. Mm. Again, last week with the uh, the horse sex. This week with the goat sex. When does it end? Who's having sex with the uh, the ram? <laughs> They're all having sex with the ram. That's perverse. <laughs> Sounds like the goat got rammed. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is uh, going to be mostly sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, uh, mostly uh, cloudy with chances of th- some thunderstorms and a high of... What did you say for today? Sunny and a high of 75. No. It's cloudy with afternoon showers. Dude. More rain. I'm looking at the weather.com. Weather.com, please. Uh, yeah, Bunch of hacks and uh, yes men you know all what? towing the company line. I don't really care what the forecast is. Well, you know it's going to rain. I don't even know why we even do the forecast, because it's wrong all the time anyway. I don't even know why we come in here every morning. I don't even know why I'm continuing to talk with you about this. (laughs) It's 66 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Last October, Paul wasn't feeling well. He went to the hospital where our cardiovascular experts found he had an aortic root aneurysm and performed his successful surgery. Paul returns for follow-up visits, but the photos his family sends allow us to really see him, doing the things he loves, surrounded by the people he loves, with all of his heart. Trinity Health of New England. Visit trinityhealthofne.org. In every way. To those who step up to work the sunrise shift, power through the double shifts, or conquer the overnighters, McDonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price. Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. McDonald's, no matter the shift, we're happy to serve you. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. There's never been a better time to switch to Spectrum Mobile. You could save hundreds of dollars on your mobile bill. Plus, there are no added taxes, hidden fees, and no contracts. Try the Spectrum Mobile Savings Calculator today, and in three easy steps, you'll see how much you could save by switching. Visit SpectrumMobile.com save. Spectrum Internet required. Savings may vary. Restrictions apply. Visit SpectrumMobile.com save for details. I'm Michael Quinlan. And I'm Michael Brunel. We're wine buyers at Table and Vine. We've curated a very special collection of artisanal wines called our Vineyard Selections, which are available exclusively at Table and Vine. We seek out small, quality wineries that meet our strict standards. If you like uniquely crafted wines, you'll love our Vineyard Selections. And these outstanding wines are all affordably priced. Stop into our flagship store today and explore our Vineyard Selections on Riverdale Street in West Springfield or tableandvine.com. Rock 102.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Black Sabbath on Rock 102. Uh, MyWeather.com had said that there would be some sunshine this morning and then rain in the afternoon, which would suck because uh, there's supposed to be a concert this afternoon at East Longmeadow High School. Ah, you can bring it inside. There's all kinds of indoor venues in East Longmeadow. <laughs> Paul uh, Paul Federici is in the studio with us right now. Yeah, speaking of East Longmeadow, the uh, the former dean of East Longmeadow politics. It's good to see you. The um, the concert tonight. It, it, it's going to be out on the field. Okay, we, hang on, on a, a second. We need to actually turn a microphone on yeah, for you. I, I'm trying. You might want to grab the other one. Yeah, uh, move Paul. over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. In no. fact, ah, there we go. Much better. So it's uh, East Longmeadow. Yeah. Now okay, we can hear you. East Longmeadow High School? Yes. What time? Field, uh, 7 o'clock. Now, why and can't it be moved inside? There's some logistical things with the t- with the town and with the school department that they can't move in. And plus, the, the inside, I believe, holds, I want to say, 400 people. Yeah. And we usually have a crowd that vastly exceeds that. So, really? Uh, well, on a good night, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so what we try to do is, we being the Rotary Club, I don't want to say I'm putting the thing on, so right. I'm not exactly Jim Coplick. But anyways, um, <laughs> but the Rotary Club, will have it on Wednesday. If there's a rain date, we'll have it on Thursday. And if there's a rain date, then it's usually gone. With the yeah. exception of our first concert this year was Changes in Latitudes. <laughs> that, that was... Uh, that was postponed on a Wednesday. That was postponed on a Thursday. As it turned out, we had August 18th available after our last concert, so mm. it's been moved to August 18th. And you can't move it to any of the uh, the great indoor uh, facilities in East Longmeadow, like uh, amphitheaters, like like, like, like Tows or a <laughs> Stop and Shop or anything like that. Yeah, yeah maybe Coughlin's place. Yeah, yeah Coughlin's would yeah, be yeah, a yeah, great, yeah. great yeah, place yeah, for it. Yeah, so yeah. so much room, we have so many large, elbow rooms, we have yeah. large venues in town. So. <laughs> the uh, the Eagles' experience yes. is the is the yes. team. It, band that's playing there tonight yes. so how many how many have been rained out our first one which actually technically wasn't a rotary concert it was on june 30th it was the uh it was seven roads the local band mm. and that was supposed to be like to, to celebrate east Longmeadow reopening the first night of the um of the carnival but that was rained out and that wasn't that wasn't redone and then we had um like i said changes in latitudes was rained out and since then we managed to do a thursday and then hopefully tonight you know, I know yeah. your weather is one thing, but if you look at the Weather Channel website, the rain stops this morning. So, yeah, you know, I believe I'm, the old Boston Market is wide open right now. You could always go well, in this there. This is true, and I got a parking lot, and we can put the audience in the field. <laughs> there you go. It'll or like in Woodstock. the rotary. Probably like, Pro- 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 yeah, yeah, it'll be like Woodstock. Put them in the rotary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this has changed from what I saw this morning. So, the, yeah, the forecast. Yeah, the, yeah, the forecast right. has changed. Uh, so, the, 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 the reason you're here, of course, is not yes. necessarily for, uh, for tonight, but. No. Uh, for your uh, your annual golf tournament for uh, for your your son Dan, tell yes. us about what's uh, what's going on this All year. All right, thanks. Yeah, this is our. Uh, it's been six years since we lost our son, and this is actually our seventh tournament. Which, if you do the math, may sound weird, but our first tournament we had literally five weeks after he passed away through through a friend of mine who had a time at Franconia and gave it to us to have a tournament. And um, so we've been doing this for seven years. The last couple of years, we finally raised enough money. Um, so we, we gave out scholarships at the high school. This year we gave out three $1,500 scholarships. We're hoping to do at least as much this coming year. And the previous year we did three $1,000 scholarships. So it's good to give back. It's good to keep Dan's memory alive. And we have a great group of, of, of golfers. And, um, you know, last year was a weird year. Because, well, that's mm. like I'm preaching to the choir yeah, here. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. um, you know, it was a weird year. We had about half a, a, a field. We, we had about 70-something golfers as opposed to usually we have, you know, 144 at least. So this year I'm hoping to fill it up. It's, so far we've got, I believe, 15 foursome signed up, and we're, st- we're still almost four weeks away. Um, 
and people don't usually sign up till towards the end as it as it stands. You know, a lot of right. golfers will not sign up a month or two months ahead. So where is it uh, at, at Franconia Golf Course? Um, it's it's Saturday, August twenty eighth. It's eleven o'clock registration, twelve o'clock lunch, one o'clock uh, shotgun, and then a dinner afterwards. We'll be at the pavilion there. Nice. And it'll be catered by Craft 32 in town. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, if someone wanted to, to sign up or buy a sponsorship or yeah. whatever, who, wh- how should they do that? Well, um, we don't have a website, unfortunately. I'm a little dinosaurish in that regard. <laughs> but, um, and I know you've told me not to do this in the past, but I'll, I'll give you my cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's up it, to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it's 413 537 0493. And you can give me a call. Um, I also have, if you want to do something, uh, I have uh, pfederici57 at gmail.com if you want to send something there. And I'd be happy to send you the information. Um, you know, then we, if you like a sponsorship, it's $100 to sponsor a hole, and golfers are 125 And, and obviously, we'd prefer a foursome if you can, but if you can't, we can put put single people together. And I don't mean it in the same terms as that trailer park you were talking about before. <laughs> but, uh, but, we, but we could you know, we could put single golfers together in a foursome if need be. Now, uh, I played Franconia, actually, uh, this season. I haven't played there in at least probably 15 years. It's beautiful. It, it was, well, yeah. I mean, most courses are well, doing very, very well because they haven't had to water. But can they use carts over there? Yes. yes they yes, can. Yes. Okay, because I know some places played, are taking carts played off. played Veterans last Saturday, or, and, and we could carts were you, available there. Really? Okay. And it's funny because, you know, they, the city did a million dollars worth of renovations to the sand traps and, and some of the areas. And I joked with the pro over there that by dance tournaments it's going to look like Pebble Beach. So, yeah. So. <laughs> you did a million dollars of renovations Both to courses. the sand traps? Both courses. They redid all the sand traps. This is from what I understand. Nicer, nicer quality all, sand oh, or yeah, just okay? Yeah, it's, yeah not, well, it's not rocks. That's what I... <laughs> which is a step up. So, um, and, then, and then I guess at Veterans, they're... Irrigation system, which is the pond, starts at the pond on 18, was all clogged up. Okay, so well, that's an understandable that. necessity. Yeah. But but the the sand traps? Yeah, it's a, it's a well, it's what, expensive what you, proposition. What do you got to do? You got to bring in, like, sandbox sand? Well, I mean, it depends on where you go. If you ever go to, um, where is it, up in, in Belchertown? Um, oh, uh, Mill Valley. No, the other one. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they have they have actually crushed granite. In their trap, in their sand oh no, trap. kidding! Crushed yeah. granite. I yeah. played at some courses that were so bad the sand traps were full of nothing but solo cups and broken bottles. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good this golf. True, yes, that's is, real good that's, golf. Yeah, that's your, I, I, how do you play on urban golf? How do you hit off a of granite? Well, it's all it's the consistency of sand. It, it is that oh, okay? I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of little rocks. And it's and it's funny. That's Cold Springs. I was thinking of. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I drove by there when I was up at a client's out in Belchtown when they were first building it. And I remember driving down the street and looking and going, that's the whitest sand trap I've ever seen in my life. And then when yeah. I played it, I realized why. Because mm. it's not sand. It's, yeah. you know, and it, so. I mean, it's not like you're bouncing you know, balls off of no. you know, kitchen counters. That's that's right. It's, it's yes, not, no. nothing like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, but the uh, the tournament is on August 28th yes. at Franconia. Yes. It's not, I hope it's going to be a great day. Weather, right. Hopefully this stretch of weather yes, will be long gone We've by been, late August. As we were talking earlier, um, my son is been good to us in the fact that we've had a couple of years where it was pouring in the morning and it stopped right before it golfed first year we had it at franconia it started pouring literally five and a half hours into the tournament when 90 percent of the people were off the course oh, cool. and if you weren't off the course you should have been so <laughs> if you got stuck in the rain it's your own fault so 
but yeah, we've been, we've been fortunate, knock on wood. So hopefully, hopefully it'll continue this year. So you're kind of a you're still kind of an insider here in uh, East Longmeadow, aren't I guess you? I'm, I'm an outside insider. Uh, well, what, what's uh, <laughs> what's like a Seinfeld? That was a, what's I mean, cooking right now? What's uh, well, uh, any big plan? Where's this brewery? It's on Baldwin Street. If 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 you know where. Um, where Dunkin' Donuts is, mm-hmm. as you head towards the high school, yeah. the next street on the right is Baldwin Street, and it's down. And I that's believe right before the uh, the Knights of Columbus. Well, yeah, down the street. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and it's. Uh, I was. I knew you'd ask, so mm-hmm. I was reading about it last week. Oh, good. Not that much because you don't inside. know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I understand the permit that they're going under, and I understand why they'll be able to sell beer, and you know, because they make the beer, they brew the beer, so that's why under their farm, some sort of farm permit, they can do that. And they don't have to serve food, although they will, I believe. And they'll serve the beer on premises. Yes. Oh, yes. and, and when's it opening? I'm not sure. I know it's soon. I know. It's, oh. I think it's in the next few weeks. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. So that's I mean, obviously come a long way in East Long Meadow. Yeah. I don't want to mention the other things that we've turned away. Well, I'm sure uh, you, you know, yeah. Mar- yeah. marijuana and dildos yeah, aren't for everybody. I'd, I'd let you yeah. do that, yeah. But yeah. that Korean massage parlor was able to open up three different <laughs> yeah, times. This is true, yes. And what's in the what's in the train station now? It's an ice cream shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's doing pretty well, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that would have been a great place for dildos. Those are called customers. I, don't, I, I think that's inappropriate no, to just I assume. Didn't, I didn't say a word. I, mean, I wasn't going there at all. Paul Fetters. At one time, they were constituents. So. <laughs> You're not looking for votes no, anymore. No. Paul Federici, it's good to see you. Good luck Likewise. with the tournament. Thank you very much. It's Thanks, uh, just about 9 o'clock on Rock 102.